Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Sarah, and today I'm joined by... Shalini. And Steve. We come to you every week from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association and are heard on CR... CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's Campus and Community Station. If you don't know, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about that um, recent Dr. Oz episode that came out just this week. Yeah. He is... He's basically come up with this 21-day diet breakthrough that is mostly vegan. So to promote it, he did like half his show on how to, like the beginner's guide to becoming vegan. Yeah, I'd seen it like all over the internet this week, like in my Facebook feeds and everything. And then when we came into the resource center uh, this afternoon, we decided to watch it. It's available in full on his website. Um, I actually think he did a really good job. I find a lot of the times when um, big names cover veganism, they'll go, well, here's like the three or five good things about it, but then like look at how hard it is to do and blah, blah, blah. I think he did a really good job of promoting it and and presenting it in a completely positive light. I mean, um, we were talking, you know, it's a little bit unfortunate, I think, that he really focused on it only from the health perspective, but I guess yeah. he is, that is the nature of his show. Um, but he had Terry Hope Romero on there. She was talking about all the delicious things you can eat. Like they, she was showing them tacos and pancakes and, um, you know, all this really great exposure for veganism and how easy it is to eat um, anything. And, and it's not like a deprivation diet. Um, it is, like I was saying, it's just a little, I feel like a little bit unfortunate that they didn't mention the animal ethics of it at yeah. all. Or the environment. But, yeah, or it the was... environment. But again, that is the nature of Dr. Oz's show, where it's people that are looking to like make improvements to their to their health, right? And so I, that's that's going to be naturally what he focuses on. Focuses and it was on. better than like the Oprah show, where they even did like the going into a slaughterhouse, and they do the thirty day vegan challenge, and then come right. out of it by saying, "Well, you know, maybe we're not going to. It's too hard to continue yeah, with." Or like try to like be aware and like eat less meat or something. You know, like this was. I find a lot of the times like yeah, when big names do that, or, or even I was talking about that BuzzFeed video. There's a BuzzFeed video on there I've been addicted to that lately um but they they had like some of their staff members like go vegan for 30 days or something and they do it as a challenge and then they just like feel like garbage and they're like you know I mean these guys were in LA so I don't understand why they were deprived but they didn't talk about at all about like the, the why people go vegan or why it's good to go vegan, you know, um, like the, the animal ethics behind it and like the reasons that people, we, it's not like people just get, get up one day and they're like, I hate myself, so I want to go vegan and like deprive myself <laughs> of all this stuff, right? There's a reason behind it. And I don't, I think a lot of the times they don't shed enough light on that. Um, and, and then they present it as a challenge, like, can you do this for 30 days? Or, or like you like said, like hard. a weight loss thing, yeah. right? As opposed to like a lifestyle change or change to the, your way of thinking. Um, but I think Dr. Oz did a really good job of promoting it completely in a positive light and saying this, this should be like a long-term change you're making, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, the thing he did that we both really liked is one of the segments was a taste test. So here's a vegan cheese and here's a non-vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. Here's like vegan bacon, non-vegan bacon. Yeah. And they did the same thing with donuts. Yeah. And the good thing was that all of like the, the taste testers were like, all of them, they're like, I could pass off either of these things. So so that was really good because otherwise people tend to go, oh, like the vegan cheese has a weird taste to it or something, you know, like they were, all of them were like, we could tell the difference, but we could pass either of these off I could serve either homes. of these at a party. Yeah. And without, you know, backlash from guests, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is... 
what you want to see. Yeah, you, like, exactly. Like what he said that you really like jumped all over. Yeah, was that it's not so much that it tastes different, but it's that they both taste good. Right, exactly. And that it's not about creating the perfect imitation product. Yeah, it's about creating something that's delicious. Right. Because we were watching another video. <laughs> this is what we do at the RC. Yeah. Another video of his where they were talking about um, Beyond the, Meat. the Beyond Meat burger and the Impossible Burger. And they had, like, these chefs, like, with a beef burger in the plate and then the Impossible Burger. And they were like, well, this is, you know, like, it tastes really good, but you don't get the muscle, like, the beef, like, chewiness the whole way through. And we were like, that's not the point of vegan imitation or substitution products. It's, is it going to give you that that mouthfeel that you need or that satiation that you need so that you don't actually go out and reach for a beef burger, right? I, I'm a little, yeah, like, I'm a little... uh you know, tired of the whole, like, well, does this taste exactly like a beef burger? Because that's not what we're aspiring to, I don't think. Vegan vegan chefs wouldn't say and that, I, you know. it's, a, it's I think their, their aim is to create something good as opposed to create something that's exactly the same. And I think the more we create products that get become closer and closer simulations to, like, actual, like, animal products, which, I mean, that can be good to do, but I think the closer we get to it, the more, like, pushback there is. Like, this isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. So so then yeah. I have no reason to... I, yeah. It's not perfect, so I don't need to think about what I'm doing because it's not perfect yet, yeah. right? One thing I appreciate is uh, having a different textures and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the reasons I like tempeh very much yeah. as a protein source. Or uh, the frozen uh, reconstituted tofu, the... the I haven't tried that. Well, well, if you, you, oh, you mean if you, you freeze, freeze tofu? Freeze oh, okay, it okay. And squeeze the water right. out, and then refreeze Ooh, yeah, it again, that's so and squeeze good the water out. Yeah. It develops a very spongy texture, yeah. which is quite different from tofu. Yeah, and that's yeah. so good and in curries and stuff because it, it like absorbs it, yeah, everything. Yeah, absorb any sauce yeah. or anything. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate it as another texture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and in no way is it at all trying to simulate meat. Right, but, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but I appreciate that more than the actual imitations mm-hmm. where. Yeah. Trying hard. Yeah. Although I like my dandies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty good. Yeah, yes. that's true. Although I don't think it's too hard to, you know, go wrong with a whole bunch of sugar. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can put that in a little corn. hard lollipop what? or like a marshmallow or puff like soft, no. hard. I'll, I'll, I'll eat sugar no matter what. Yeah, but I think one of the other things, to your point, like, I know the other thing is that omnivores a lot of the time say, like, why do vegans try to even do that? Like, they should just call it their own thing. And But I know I think I've talked about it on the podcast before where they, that that's a double-edged sword, right? Because it's like, sure, I th- like, I think there's a number of reasons that vegans do try to do that because, A, we have all these associations. Most people didn't grow up vegan, so we have mm-hmm. all these associations with, with comfort foods and textures, and so we like to feel that. So it's fun to have a burger and be like, oh, yeah. you, I can still eat a burger guilt-free, right? Um, and then the other thing is that then the Omnis, they, they kind of go, well, vegans just eat salad, and it's like, well, no, look, we can also make a burger, right? So, again, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but I do think that it's important And it's important for vegans to um, articulate to Omnis that the point is not, is this exactly a beef burger or is this exactly a chicken burger or is is this exactly, like, is this going to fool you? And, like, you only have a responsibility to change to veganism or to consider veganism when we get it right. You know, like it's you need to start thinking about it before it. And the point of these products is just to give you that satisfaction when you're craving chicken nuggets or a veggie burger after you decide to go vegan. And it'll hold you. It'll stave off your need to actually go for one of the one of the real things, you know. 
that was the other thing, actually, the, the fact that I use the word real right now. Um, yes. They were saying that, they were like, when they were talking about the cheese and the donut, and they were like, oh, this is a real donut, and this is a vegan donut. And I was like, well, what's a, is a vegan donut not real? Like, is it a figment of our imagination? <laughs> like, no, it, it, it exists. Yeah, I it's think, here. Um, or the uh, one time I remember I went to a restaurant, and I gave my order first, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm vegan, so I don't eat this and this and that. And then my friend sort of said, okay, I'm normal. And I was like, I'm not not normal. I'm not abnormal, you know? Like, I think the language, I mean, I think it's very, it's not a huge deal, but it's just, you know. I think it's, it's enough that it's just, for someone who's on the fence or maybe a little bit more shy it's or a little just, isolating, yeah, right? Who's like, oh, well, I don't want to not be normal. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a pain when I go to restaurants. Right. Like, right. I don't want to, you know, have to put anyone out. Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of language can be a little bit more challenging for them. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it's a vegan option and a non-vegan option, right? Yeah. As opposed to, like, real. Because, like, again, like, the vegan food is made up of real things. It's just a different combination of ingredients, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you were saying you had some thoughts on, like, so, again, they they, they um, posed it more as, like, a health thing or, like, go vegan to lose weight thing, right? Like, so... Yes. What are your what are your feelings on like using vegan or, or pushing veganism as like a weight loss mechanism? I think when you use vegan as a weight use vegan as a weight loss mechanism, you'll have you know, people will make that switch to vegan for their 30 days or whatever, and maybe they'll lean on a few more processed foods, maybe they just substitute everything, maybe they don't lose any weight, and then all of a sudden it's vegan's fault it's veganism's fault mm-hmm. for them not losing weight didn't work so I'll just try the next thing maybe I'll just try I'll try paleo I'll try Mm -hmm. whole 30 I'll try something else and but it's larger than just weight loss and health like veganism and that's something that I think we could bring into these 30 day chat the 30 day challenges it's it's not something that's hard and it should come with the education. So let's spend a week exploring the animal ethics side. Let's spend a week exploring the environment side. Let's go a little bit deeper into the health Mm -hmm. so that when you come out at the end of the 30 days, you've got a lot more information than just, Oh, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard for me to be vegan when I only have Omni friends. Right. Exactly, because if you don't know the the underlying reasons behind why people go vegan or the other benefits, then, like, I can see that, yeah, you're looking at it just as a, this is what I'm not eating as opposed yeah. to these are the benefits I'm, I'm reaping, like, for me and the world around me, right? Yeah. Um, I remember, like, I've, I've, I've done a lot of, like, dieting and stuff and, like, tried to, but when I went vegan, like, so when I diet, I'm like, oh, okay, like, a little cheat meal here is, like, fine, whatever, right? When I went vegan, I remember the friend that had influenced me to go vegan checked in with me the next day and was like, oh, so how's it going? Have you had any temptation? I was like, no, because I think I've just experienced this, like, fundamental mind shift where I'm just like, you know, like when I was dieting and there was temptation, I was like, what's one bite of one cookie going to do, you know? But but with veganism, it was like, because I think I went for the right reason, it was like, no, if I, like, do this, like, some an- I'm going to be contributing to some animal's pain and suffering and death, you know? Like, it's such a different that's, level. That's of, true if you become vegan for that reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But if it's for health or for environment or something like that, some people can rationalize it a little bit once in a while won't hurt. Right, yeah, yeah, Where absolutely. if it's 
for uh, lo- out of love of animals, mm-hmm. a little bit once in a while would be disgusting. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, there, so your emotions are more involved. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so in a sense, it's easier in terms of temptation and so on. You don't you don't have any once your emotional yeah, state yeah, is that yeah. way. Because to me, it's like where, the same. It, mm-hmm. The other reasons are still valid reasons mm-hmm. for being a vegan, but they don't have that dynamic in them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, th- I like the kind of the positive spin, and like if you want to create positive change for. Um, like animals, the environment that, oh, I get to vote with my dollars. So every time I buy something that's vegan, then I'm supporting, even if it's from a company whose parent company isn't vegan, I'm showing them that more people want vegan products. I'm not going to buy something that's non-vegan because that's not like the the message that I want to send to that company. Mm-hmm. So I think of it that way too when I'm in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, but it was it was a really interesting episode to watch in general. The those chorizo tacos, like I want that <laughs> recipe so badly. They looked really good. We need to go through like protein ninja. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think I think it was in all in all, like in my opinion, I think it was positive exposure yeah. for veganism. Is that what like I know, Steve? You haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but Sarah, is that your yes? What you think as yeah. well? I think it was really good, and it's awesome. When such a big name in like does something like that, and again he didn't go into any like, well here's why they're like here's the problematics or, or you know like it was just this is the thing to do this is good I think he yeah. called it the single biggest movement of 2017 or something like that so even though there were a few I think you know things that could have made it better again like touching on those animal aspects of it or the animal ethic aspects of it I think all in all it was a really good thing and I was saying you know earlier I was joking like they need to broadcast this from like the screen and on times square because they they address so many of those things i think the biggest one being like well stop comparing it to like a beef burger like is it is just does it taste good you know forget about does it taste like the real thing and it's going to reach a much um wider audience than maybe a lot of the other videos and things that we have come out like dr oz like it's the not our typical like his audience are not is not like our typical audience that we reach out to right exactly so So it's gonna it's gonna i think open up a whole bunch of of new people to it and i think it'll it'll be something interesting to keep our eye on like dr oz and like how much more he he um, promotes it because he seemed like really on board with it and like to the point where i was like almost like is he secretly a vegan i think like (laughs) i think it's like the health or the heart doctor thing too most like, most of the big doctors were, like, cardiac doctors or cardiac surgeons. So mm-hmm. maybe you just, you see enough of, like, you know, diseased arteries. And you're like, okay. Yeah. What's the common denominator, is, right? Yeah. We were saying before. Yeah. 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 But it was a good episode. You can, um, again, go on to his website and watch the whole thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was really good coverage. Yes. So I think. Positive. Yeah. Um, positive press for veganism, mm-hmm. I think. Which is always good. Yes. We can always use more positive press, so. <laughs> the next thing that we wanted to talk about was a little bit more close to home in our wonderful yes. city of Toronto. We've got Winterlicious coming up this week. So it runs January 27th to February 9th. Uh, I think you can just Google Winterlicious 2017 and the first link that comes up is yeah. uh, to the Toronto website. Uh, Toronto site city of toronto site that uh, has all the information there's a great feature it's had for the next uh, for the last few years where you can just click vegan menu available um and search and there we were saying there's so many more places this year that are yeah that are offering vegan options um we just went through a few and picked out ones that look really good to us um but all of them look really really good so definitely get on there and and check uh check out what what looks good to you yeah and the different price points too from like the more pricier restaurants to the more casual restaurants yeah there's a little bit of something for everybody on there for sure 
Um, one of the ones that thought we thought looked really good was tabbouleh. So they've got, you know, lentil soups, like a combination platter with like hummus, baba ganoush, and falafel. Um, their dessert, they, they've got their rice pudding, and then they have this like flash fried eggplant dinner. Um, I went to, during Vegilicious last year, and it was so good. That rice pudding, like I could yes. talk about it for days. It was yes, amazing. I've tried the rice pudding. Yeah. It was, I would go back and like just, just for that. <laughs> So their lunch is 18 and their dinner is 28. And I think they now have three locations in Toronto. I know they've got one on Queen. Yeah, Queen, Queen East. East. Um, and they, they Young in Eglinton. Young in Eglinton. And then they, I think they opened up a third. Maybe that's the new one. I feel like there's three. But if you can go on tabuli.ca, I know they have a website. And um, or maybe one is in a mall or something. Or something. I don't know. But I, I think they have three now. They were, they were opening up a third one. Um, do you want to talk about that next? Yeah, so the next one, if you're out in the West End, um, Hawker at Ossington and... I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Probably Floor or Dundas would be my guess. You can find that on, the, on their website, too, in the Winterlicious site. They have a full vegan um, option as well. So they've got... Still Hawker, it's... H A W K E R. Yeah, and I've read on. I think I've read about Hawker on like blog to articles before that it's like a really cool vibe and like ambience and stuff. So it, it sounds like somewhere you can like kind of hang out to after dinner. So yes. yeah, and they're they're serving laksa, chickpea curry, ice. Not I can't say. I, I, it's either Kasang or Kakams. I yeah. apologize. We're not familiar with it. Um, K A C O N G. Yeah. With palm syrup. Yeah. Um, and they're again in that 18 and $28 range for lunch and dinner. Yeah. So that sounds pretty nice and hearty for the winter that we've been now having since yesterday. <laughs> it's today. been freezing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one that we thought looked really good was Nota Bene. So that's a little bit more, I think, like... Um, downtown. Upper, yeah, d- exactly. Yeah. Was that the one that was in the financial district? No, that's oh, okay. the, next the next one. one. Oh, okay, sorry. This but, one is just mm-hmm. off of, on Queen, just off of University. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But it's it's $48. I think the vegan option is only available for the dinner, it looks like. But the appetizer is a mushroom salad, which, like, please, like, mushrooms all the time. Like, I love those. Uh, the main is Japchai noodles, and then they have a clementine sorbet for dessert. And then if you're stuck still downtown <laughs> in the financial district, um, the Chase Fish and Oyster, just by the name of the restaurant, I was like, they will not have a vegan menu, but they do. Um, they have a lettuce bib salad, navy bean stew, and a root beer float for dessert with chocolate sorbet, which that just seemed like a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had a float in forever. Like, that seems... That, that does seem like a good idea. Like, I might just go and be like, can I just get the dessert? Because yeah. that, that afloat sounds really, really good. I haven't had one forever. But, yeah, so that's going on, I guess, for the next two weeks. Um, there's a whole bunch more options on the website, like we said. We just picked out a handful. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's funny. I didn't see – usually I, there, there's a few regulars. I actually didn't see those ones on there. Like, maybe they're not participating in Winterlicious at all. But, um, and I don't know if there, it doesn't look like any of the actual, like, vegan, vegan restaurants are participating yes. either. So it's a nice, a nice opportunity. We know those vegan restaurants are always there and have delicious food for us, but it's a good opportunity to get out and, um, you know, up the demand in non-vegan restaurants mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, vegan people exist and eat, eat and want to eat delicious food and fancy and if food you have, and like, wonderful food. and Yeah, your mm-hmm. family or group of friends that want to do Winterlicious mm-hmm. and you've all, like, if you've always felt kind of left out because 
you know, you can't eat off of the Winterlicious menu, um, or you feel like, well, we can only go to, like, these two or three, like, this is a great chance to get out and then show people what, like, delicious vegan food looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then I, th- I guess we can just wrap up with our events that are coming up. So the social groups are going to be putting on a, b- a bunch of events. Um, c- you can keep checking Facebook for that. Um, but we finally know, thank goodness, after such a long <laughs> wait of in, in bated breath, our uh, the next uh, fabulous, totally ve- fabulous, fabulous vegan bake off. Thank you. <laughs> the ninth totally fabulous vegan bake off. Right. Has a date yeah. and a place. And a place, yeah. It's uh, Sunday, March 19th at Witchwood Barns, which is at Christie and St. Clair. Yes. And this is um, probably one of my favorite events of the year. I, w- I only went once. Last year was the first time because the year before the tickets sold out. But it has quickly become one of my favorite <laughs> events of the year. Uh, it's so much fun. Um, make sure you get your tickets in advance because, like I said, the year before, I you did won't, get... They won't yeah, be at the door. Like, as soon as they're on sale, like, go get go get them online. Because I even checked online, like, the Wednesday before, and they were already sold yeah. out. So um, make sure you get them online, and it's a lot of fun. Get there on the day. Get there early because the lineup gets along really quick. Um we just uh, last year it was me and my brother that came, that that went or my brother and I and uh, we went in and we we had um, we got two tickets so we had six plates between the two of us and we just had an amazing <laughs> time yeah we I mean it Did was you bring good because no no we we ended up eating everything because it was it was at it was at like eleven or twelve or one right like that kind well, of time yeah, one o'clock and usually. we were just so we ate nothing for breakfast because we were like we're just gonna go like eat all of the baked goods and then I think <laughs> Too much of a sugar high? no definitely definitely <laughs> but it's okay to have those once in a while we but we did because we got there early <clears throat> and it was funny when they let us into the gym we saw a line forming at the savory table so we're like let's go there first Mm -hmm. so we got a savory plate because um but i know a lot of people didn't but that was definitely one of my favorite plates so make sure also when you get in scope out which which tables are getting you know lines at them and go to those ones first because you you won't get it's 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 madness it's such a great event but it was so much fun Mm -hmm. um we got to try lisa's great donuts and um, these like garlic naughty bun things yeah, which they are won. like amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were so good. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just like talked about my I was like reminiscing about my bake off experience and I didn't even <laughs> Bake Off is always a fun event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, part, partly because there's uh Six to seven hundred vegans all in one room. Mm. Yes, mm. <laughs> and eating right yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's a great place to bring like your non-vegan family friends yeah. too, and be like, just look at all the good food we right. have. Right, exactly. Like, tell yeah. me again how we can't make you. You don't think I can have a good cupcake? Like, let me know again. Yes. Me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and there's lots of good uh, fun merch that's for sale too. Yeah, there. The t-shirts like, the keep t-shirts getting cuter. Are so cute. So. It's a really, really good event. Again, that's um, Sunday, March 19th at the Witchwood Barns, which is at Christine St. Clair. Uh, they'll be keep checking back to our, on the website about when tickets are going on sale. I'm sure it'll be posted there as soon as they yep. are. And get your tickets as um, soon as they, yeah. they go up because they'll go. So Yes. Yeah. I think uh, 
That's it. Is there anything else you covered. want to talk about? Yeah. 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 Happy Chinese New Year to uh, any everyone and anyone who's celebrating it. There's lots of tips. Unfortunately, I don't think any of us are very well-versed with them, but I know I saw like a, a bunch of things on Facebook and Google on ways to veganize your Chinese New Year. So if that is something you celebrate and you're looking to um, veganize some of your favorite dishes and recipes or... There are a number of restaurants in town that uh, are, are basically Oriental, often Chinese, that yeah. have uh, uh, that have sure. a good menu. So yeah. you, you have a lot of yeah, vegan absolutely. options, really. There's a King's Cafe at Kensington. If you're There's up in Markham, I love Graceful. Yeah, exactly. Within a block of there too. Yep. yep. There's great sure. graceful vegetarian at Pacific Mall is amazing. Oh, yeah. oh I can't stop <laughs> talking about that place. But uh-huh. so there's lots of places to go if you're doing something at home. You can Google uh, recipes on how to vegan uh, veganize your Chinese New Year <laughs> and yeah, happy Chinese New Year. Yes. <laughs> so I guess we have we've covered it. <laughs> so you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 12:80 a.m. The Scope. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca and you can find out more information about what we do and listen to and listen to past episodes of Veg Out at veg.ca. So until next time, Veg Out.